0: Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Toleris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Everybody, welcome back. Today, we are talking about contact center, but more importantly, workforce management. So uh, if you tuned in on the previous episode, you got to see the wonderful Jason Lowe talk about it. We were in the studio talking about the different aspects of, of really workforce management, laying it out, his approach to it, some of his experiences. Uh, today, we get to be joined by Chuck Krogman, who is SVP of Global Sales at Playvox. And we get to hear about Playvox's perspective and Chuck's journey. So Chuck, thanks for uh, agreeing to come on, man.
1: All right. Well, Josh, uh, pleasure to be here and I already feel a little intimidated. I've known uh, Jason Lowe, as we affectionately call him J Lowe for many, many years and he's a he's a tough act to follow, but uh, appreciate you uh for for the invite and participating today.
0: I, I have faith in you. I I think it's gonna be great. Don't be scared. Right. Uh so hey, Chuck, I I wanna hear first about just you you know, before we get into tech stacks and WFM and all kinds of cool acronyms, just tell me about you. Give me your your story, you know, your personal journey. Where did you start? How did you get here and, 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 and how did you get to where you're at now?
1: Yeah, um, actually, I when I look and just kind of look at my own personal journey, it kind of just maps right along with a lot of the customers from a my entry into from a technology perspective. I I kind of moved into the technology sector um, in, at a time installing, supporting, and maintaining large you know premise based call centers for um, for Rockwell, and you know, kind of moved up through I. Took a bit of a journey as probably many people in your studio audience can uh, testify to i was with 13 years with shortel and mitel when the whole voice over ip ip telephony kind of took off and was hot and uh continued to progress moved over to the cloud was with some some great ccas providers with uh, both 59 and talk desk and um and now uh here of more specialized in a really exciting and growing segment of the market in uh, joining Playbox just a little over two years ago, so it's um, you know it's been a, a nice as I said earlier. I kind of made that move from premise into into a UC solution into back into contact center. So it's been uh, it's been kind of fascinating.
0: I love it. Uh, I love that you rolled with the journey, right? I mean, you're you're in a spot that stood and, and, and it was what it was for a while consistently and then all kinds of crazy evolutions. So uh it's probably been fun to to see all these different evolutions and who knows where it goes next. We'll we'll get into some of that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will
1: say uh you know one of the gauges is uh it's really tough to get your wife and kids to, to really understand what you do. Uh I think uh I've heard it simplified as much as oh my dad does something with phones and I said let's just stick with that because uh and, and I also did see as my kids are growing up, you're, you're not really a popular career for bring your dad to school day. Uh, you know, the lawyers and the police and fire, firefighters always kind of take a much uh, greater command for those. But from a career and a progression and working with channel partners that say it's been it's been tremendous.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I've, I've given up. My kid's just relegated to, I get paid to talk on the phone. And you know yeah. what? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It is what it is. Um,
1: yeah. All right. So
0: so let's talk about, you know, in, in that evolution for you, when, you know, t- today's track is is about workforce management. What is it? Why does it matter? What does it do? And obviously, I want to hear a, a, a Playvox's spin on that. But, but talk to me about how you first learned. You know, when you went through that evolution, what was your first exposure besides in the broader CX side um, where the whole workforce management thing came into play for you?
1: Yep. Um, it was actually um, probably midway through my career at Shortel where we were starting to move more toward not just pushing UCAS solutions, but also saying, hey, you know, we do have an offering here in terms of call center. And as we started to get, further and further into the the contact center offering knowing that we were seeing it's a pretty sticky and it was also part of a revenue generating customer retention type opportunity and so as about midway through i started to have a discussion you know with particular customers and raising um, you know as they looked at their staffing models and kind of just throwing bodies at things and you know as i built my confidence up to ask just a simple question well how are you staffing the people and how do you decide how many you need and when? And it, it really, um, the response was typically, you know, a lot of spreadsheets and just Google sheets and a little bit of kind of finger in the air, look around the room, see who's on the phone. And, and just by asking that simple question and then, you know, leveraging, you know, some of the folks, our solution consulting team and others, um, that was that was kind of my initiation into it was just simply asking a you know pretty basic question
0: love it love it uh, my favorite I'm gonna plug it again my favorite book out there power questions I'm, I've really missed out on getting royalties for this but it's that's what changed the game for me just always have an inquisitive mind and ask you know what is this why does it matter why do you care what, you know what are you how are you doing this great love to hear that um, okay so so set us up now current state workforce management, tell me in your perspective, what is it, where is this industry? And then let's lead us into kind of where Playbox fits into that and why people need this product.
1: Yeah, so I think from a, you know, from a Playbox perspective, maybe start with who we are. we've, um, while workforce management is really, that's what we lead with and really a core piece of what we call our Greater Workforce Engagement Management or WEM solution and which previously went by a different acronym with a little bit different feel to it. Some folks might refer to as workforce optimization or WFO. But within our our Playbox suite, it's really a a good, um, I think a, a, a strategic advantage to be able to offer not only taking all the advantages of workforce management, but being able to bring quality management, learning, performance, and gamification into the entire suite do so completely or do it a la carte. So I think you know having that uh, is important. But um, to address your initial question, workforce management, I think um, I, I'm a firm believer again of just keeping it simple because that's what uh, radiates with myself, partners, and actually the end users of maybe haven't been even subjected to anything other than a, a spreadsheet or maybe a basic tool is it's really about getting the right resource in the right place at the right time for that interaction. And the more that you can streamline that and and leverage historical data, it means that you're doing more with less resources and actually doing a better job. And that in and of itself, I mean, you can apply a lot of different kinds of things about call handling times, visibility into the queues and a lot of other things that might complicate it, but, the, um, I think it it just boils down to getting the right resource in the right place at the right time will will um, equate into operational efficiency.
0: Good, easy to understand. Love it. Yep. Uh, w- walk me through, you know, we're w- towards the end of this year, a few questions later, I want to get to the, the the more recent deal. But before we get to that, I want to talk about maybe just one of the first ones that you were ever involved in. So walk me through what that looked like, how it came about, uh, and really what it transpired into.
1: Yeah, Is it you um you always tend to remember that first uh, that first opportunity, the first home run, or you know whatever you might be looking at in terms of uh, when you know when things occurred. And for me, it was in Louisville, Kentucky, of all places. I was out um, working on a with a a customer we had already sold a UCAS solution to back in my short days. And they were kind of talking through contact center, and we started to have a, a bit of a just some normal discovery questions. And some of it, you know, as one of the higher level executives in the conversation, he, he echoed some frustration in terms of continually adding, you know, additional agents. And I said, is it just that your demand has grown or what, you know, why are we adding? He said, good question. And he said, when I look at the call volumes, he goes, I'm, I'm not sure we've even figured out kind of where that is. I said, how exactly are you, how are you scheduling? Back to my my power question, if you will. And there were two or three folks on the staff that had spreadsheets and they, you know, they had a certain block of time that they had for coverage hours and they kind of just spread those across and then crossed their fingers. And in doing so, I just said, well, I said, you know, one thing you might want to consider, there are tools and we can take historical data and we can actually map that to get your degree of variance, which essentially spreading people out at the time of need and doing a more efficient job. And I said, as a result, we may end up, you know, needing fewer staff or getting it in, you know, as a result, you'll probably see improvements from CSAT, your call handling time, the wait times, et cetera. Um, needless to say... That was my kind of bell ringer, if you will. Is that the uh, the moment of excitement and possibility? He said, "Now that's something I'd like to hear more about." And at the time, I hadn't sold a lot of WFM. All I knew was a couple of quick questions. So we did, you know, follow up after that. They ended up uh, deploying uh, a workforce management solution. Saw some very very good results and the amount of hiring was significantly less than they were planning which meant the roi was it was less than 90 days when you look at the the salary saved so for me it made me uh certainly made me a believer in the technology
0: good great story uh let's talk about you know, this idea of, does it need to be integrated? Do I need to buy it with my seats? Should I, you know, should I have this fully integrated WEM suite? What's what's your perspective on maybe, how do you, how would you encourage people to look at that process of, should I add it? Should I get it in the beginning? You know, uh, how do I look at that?
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, having sold uh, a, a really good amount of, of contact center and CCAS solutions, You know, my personal recommendation is, you know, you're going to get the most benefit if you, you know, if you can allow yourself the opportunity to deploy that full workforce engagement suite, right, you know, right out of the gate. Now, sometimes there's limiting factors to that. Some is, is my staff just doesn't have the cycles because, you know, we have other competing projects, but in the end um you know the summary in terms of where i feel a full integrated suite in terms of the value of workforce engagement management is it allows you to really you know enhance the agent experience it allows the the value of those one-on-ones that an agent has with their supervisor so if you look at it holistically like one of the examples i might share is you know if i if i'm an agent and i get a chance with my you know with my supervisor I look at maybe a scorecard and see where, you know, my strengths have been on my calls. And they say, hey, Chuck, you've done great, but your your empathy hasn't been so great with some of the, you know, with some of our customers. And so what the, the recommendation is, of course, is why don't we assign you into a learning track to take a couple of our courses on empathy. So what a, what that can do with a fully integrated suite is it allows you to, one, you know enroll me into an empathy class. When do I get assigned into that empathy class? On the workforce management tool that says call peak uh, volumes are down from 2 to 4 on Thursday afternoon. Chuck, you'll be taking your empathy courses from 2 to 4 on Thursday afternoon. And it b- brings it full cycle. And because I learned so much in my empathy class, I could actually then on my next meeting with my, you know, with my supervisor, I can see if I've improved and if I've improved, my supervisor can send me off to, you know, the what we call a karma store here in Playbox land, and I can get a reward in terms of earning points and and, in using our gamification piece. So it brings it full cycle when you have all the tools at your disposal with one, you know, with one solution. But... It also, you know, with that, you know, um, like I said, there's, there's sometimes competing projects, resources, etc. So you also offer the flexibility of doing that in an a la carte fashion as well.
0: Woo, that's awesome. Uh, if that doesn't get you excited about technology, I don't know what will. Because that, um, that, that leads us in maybe to the next question here. Uh, uh, you know, in, in, when you're in that sales cycle, I mean, sitting here listening to you, it's, it's clear as day. Um, how somebody should be able to understand how they need this. But, you know, what do you walk into from maybe a challenge perspective? Um, Are you finding that I have to imagine a big chunk of this is that people don't know what they need, but I I would love to get from your perspective, what are the hardest parts about this or maybe just some of the objections to overcome? What do people think they need or think they don't need or what do they think they already know? Just give us some insight into that.
1: Yeah. And I think there's, you know, from our, you know, day-to-day world is, you know, we were born in the last decade as a, you know, cloud-native, digital-first solution. So one of the things, even before we get into, hey, what's under the under the hood, is just who is Playbox. So, you know, we have a, an opportunity to to share that really, I think, empower powerful story, and that being able to have the unfair advantage of starting with a clean sheet of paper. And being able to bring forward a a very mod you know modern scalable architecture that allows you to take advantage of your complete technology stack, and so as we're having these you know discovery questions with with a customer, it's very much about hey you know today I I'm using Zendesk or you know I'm using this CCAS solution and I have Bamboo HR and you know th- there's just a, we're pretty complex. And you know, right now, I think we just focus on, you know, getting agents in the seats, and and that's our main concern. The place where we, you know, where we um, like to educate and really, you know, show that there's a lot of value is being that aggregator that allows you to, you know, get the data and the tickets and everything out of a Zendesk, and allows you to bring these voice conversations. It allows you to be able to do all of this in a single journey. And and from a supervisory perspective, see where each of your agents are and where, you know, where they're spending their time during the day and completely enhancing that agent experience. Because at the end of the day, um, that's one thing that our founder, you know, really created when he when he put Playbox front and center is how can I how can I enhance the agent experience? How can I make it better? And so when you put these tools, we all know. The most outside of any, any of the software you might purchase, the agents and your, you know, people sitting in those seats are an extent not only the most expensive resource, but the most value-driven resource. And so a lot of what we will talk about in this in, in working with customers is, you know, what does the agent experience look like? How are they looking at their schedule? How do they feel about improving in their day-to-day work and how are you measuring that? And how are you, you know, how are you making these, you know, these statistics, the statistical data available, and then how does it roll up into your company goals like CSAT, net promoter scores, et cetera?
0: Do you find that when, when you're asking some of those questions, do you find that they have answers right away? Or is there a lot of, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're not really doing that.
1: So <laughs> where you just kind of call it out. It it's almost 100% is, I don't know. Because, you know, I, I, everybody gets really comfortable in the way that they do things. And so they they kind of get themselves into this rhythm. And so when you start to ask these discover because as we talked about earlier, you know, we're not policemen or lawyers and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. we, this is what we do every day. So these are things that we need to think about. And so as we're asking these questions, which are really the benefit of having, you know, many of these conversations throughout the week, just with working with, with customers to improve the, you know, customer experience, um, you know, from a prospect perspective, that that's not what they do. And so they really want to look at us as that trusted advisor, kind of get to know what other people are doing in the industry. And that's one thing that we do like to share is not only to make it you know, these discovery questions. But why the questions? It's because they they end up translating into return on investment and value for the customer. Good points. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so so we're going to get to a, a recent detailed example. But maybe before we do that, let's say in the market, there's Playbox, and there's competitor A and competitor B. How do you feel that or, or, or what do you feel that some of the biggest strengths or the best fits are? Um, for for Playbox, right? Where do you win? Where do you want partners to be thinking about? Is it a customer size? Is it a vertical? Is it a need? Is it a, you know, whatever. I'll I'll kind of leave that uh, up to you to paint the picture.
1: Yeah. So when we look at, and this is really what excited me about um, coming to work here at Playbox is, you know, as we went, we were just kind of moving through this period of COVID and it moved, you know, when you look at kind of everybody used to work in a centralized place. People came into the call center, and now they're all working from home. And even in today's world, it's hybrid. And it, it started to, it really started to emphasize the need for better tools when you can't just simply look out over the floor and see who's in their seat and who's doing what. And so um, my time as far as coming to Playbox, I think was, you know, I think, the the exciting part of that and where i feel like we have a decided advantage over competitor a or competitor b is one you have to start with the just you know the as i mentioned earlier we were born in the last decade and when we use terms like you know cloud native digital first cloud native important we never had a legacy solution we never stood up hardware anywhere it's it's been cloud native from the get-go but digital first now we you know we embrace we always you know we see voice as still king and the primary channel in most contact centers today but digital first there's you know competitor a and competitor b typically are challenged with that because a lot of our main competitors were born in the 90s and getting things up to speed in terms of omni channel and being able to really see what that full journey looks like in terms of you know, real-time data, and and also being what I call AI by design. So we were, as the solution was built, AI was definitely, you know, a technology, microservices, in terms of architecturally, the platform was all, you know, a tool that was in our toolbox. So it allows us to be extremely API friendly. So, hey, you, you know, do you have this API? Yes, we can connect it much different than the old kind of CTI middleware games of of having to have really complicated um, integration work. So you see that how is that reflected? We typically have a much less pro services cost because we're leveraging just open APIs. And like I said, just that ability I I I come back to is you know we had the unfair advantage of just starting with a clean sheet of paper with with this. Um, you know, leveraging these types of tools. The other thing that um, we put a high por- importance on, as I mentioned, people might say, "Well, who is Playbox?" It also means we have to, we got to shine on every single opportunity. So, we, our customer success team is just white glove treatment. We assign a customer success manager to every single, every single deployment, and our our it shows in the again the underlying architecture how it was built ease of use modular but that translates into our time to value um you know we had a thousand plus seat contact center that our workforce management solution that we sold signed in the month of october and they were you know presenting at at one of our um you know sales kickoff type forums in January, already talking about the noted improvements they were seeing and how the executives were rallying around, which just translates into unmatched time to value. Signed the deal in October, a thousand plus agents talking about the results in January. Some of our competitors wouldn't even have a project manager assigned by that time.
0: <laughs> I love, it. I love <laughs> it.
1: And that's unfortunately the truth, but it's the truth we like. Yeah.
0: No. Look, you just it it comes back to you. You you gotta just do some of the basics really good. And oh, oh yeah, you have a cool technology. Oh, great. Yeah. You know, like we talked about this earlier. It's you gotta get if you get the basics right, the rest is easy.
1: Yeah. And we're you know we're also excited. Is you know as we've grown over the last couple of years. I mean the relationship that I might add is. You know we put a high premium on aligning with those that really know this business very well and this relationship with talaris it is extremely meaningful for us in that you mentioned jlo mike Belargen, yourself i mean samantha there's so many good people that really understand the contact center space so for us to be able to forge a relationship of yeah we're performing out in the market we're signing great customers but You know, this was also a very strategic pillar is align yourself with the right partners. And we feel really strong about our relationship with Tolaris. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.
0: All right. uh, Example time. So walk us through uh, a a deal that you got brought into. And, you know, it's okay if it's, hey, this deal looked absolutely nothing like it was um, when somebody brought it to us. Or we found it, and our thing, our product fit exactly perfect. Or you know, I'm just, just kind of curious because w- what we see a lot in this part of the uh, this part of the podcast is the deals don't always end like they start. And so I would love for you to walk us through. Did you have one that ended like it started, or looked nothing like um, when it got done? And really, what were you told the problem was? What kind of solution did you put in place? And you know, what, what did it solve? How was it different after?
1: Yeah. So I think you know one that would come to mind, and this is a an online um, pharmacy type solution, and it was initially raised to us as um, an opportunity where they have a had an exi- have an existing CCAS solution in place. And as we know, a lot of the CCAS providers have moved in and say, we also do WFM. However, the as a as a move from spreadsheets into this first time WFM that was being provided by their CCAS provider, it was, it was a bit, they were a finding it a, a bit cumbersome and B that in some ways it wasn't even matching up or, you know, providing And it could be degree of comfort with their spreadsheets because they used them for a long time, but it was falling short. And so as far as an opportunity that was coming to us, it was it was uncovered and just said, hey, I don't, from a partner perspective, said, I don't know a lot about the dynamics of this, but what I do know is they're not satisfied with this current solution and I'd love to help them out. And the partner knew absolutely nothing about Playbox. They said, been hearing a lot of good stuff about you guys. And so the approach that we took is, you know, one, why don't we collectively just get on a call with your customer? Let's Let's see what we can find out. And so we did the discovery call, and um, you know, interestingly enough is that they did not have a savvy team of workforce management folks. So as we asked you know more about the the deeper dive questions, they were, you know, one, they were very pleased. They were like, yeah, this seems like now we understand why we're not kind of able to do what we thought we were going to be able to do. And so we I think um, you know, we proved to be a very strategic advisor during the sales process. But we also opened up and said, we've talked a lot about scheduling. How? What do you do from just the everyday agent experience? Do you monitor 25% of your calls like you know, once a month or what's the approach there? And the initial feedback on that was, well, that's another group. But I also know they're not real pleased with how things are going. It's very manual. And we have a hard time kind of tracking or making things come full circle and and so they introduced us to across the aisle and we set up a separate conversation to talk through the quality management uh, components. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, as that first discovery call ended, we we did a one-off with the partner himself and just said, hey, what'd you think of the discovery? We ended up doing a one-to-one demo with him. So he knew what we were going to be taking his customer through next. He said, "This is great." And he goes, "He goes. I've dealt with a lot of solutions in the marketplace. Glad I was introduced to you guys." And he said, uh, "I'll sit in on the demo, but you guys, you guys have got this. I'll just kind of sit more in the back and learn. Just like, just like my customer will go through the journey, I'm going to go through in their shoes." And so ultimately, we ended up um, selling a full workforce engagement management solution. Um, to what started is just simply, I need a tool that's easier to use and can uh, help me manage my workforce a little bit better. And, uh, you know, through the process, it was, um, you know, pretty sizable opportunity. What, you know, might've looked like it was, um, I think for just under 300 agents, you know, I think the deal that we ended up doing with them was, you know, just under $200,000.
0: nice, good stuff. Love a story yeah. that ends with that number. Good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and a multi-year deal to boot. Yeah. No. 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 And 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 it's likely not going to shrink either. That's the beauty about these things. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I think you you brought this home uh, in the beginning, but maybe just let's put a bow in this. Uh, I I I'm about. All right. Partners understand it. They've listened to this point what do you want to tell a partner that's listening maybe they're not comfortable maybe they've not maybe they were like this last partner where they go i don't know a lot about this maybe i know a little bit about contact center but what do you tell them what are the questions that you give them maybe let's put a bow on that
1: yeah that's a great question josh and i'm a firm believer in um when i'm speaking with partners and just keep it simple is that i recognize in because i've worked with partners for many many years and i know that you know, if you're going to try to understand security solutions, UCAS solutions, CCAS solutions, um, bots, there's there's a ton of technology out there. And at the end of the day, the the thing that I like to, to share with um, workforce management and why it's a, a value-add component and it doesn't require, you know, we don't need to have you be an expert, but just by asking a couple of simple questions. But before even getting to the question itself um, is it's i like to always say you know if you're presenting and you're working on an opportunity as a ucas solution for instance i always um have always referenced this even back to previous companies do you want to get one dollar out of the sale or do you want to get four because if you're selling a pretty large ccas solution there's a contact center somewhere in there now they might call it a help desk they could they could call it a support desk they could call it inside sales But there's a contact center and within that contact center is a very meaningful part of the business it's about customer retention it's about um customer satisfaction it there's all, all sorts of metrics that just show the health of the company and that those contact center folks will have a large a loud voice as to who gets selected and if you found the contact center and you start to go through that that piece now you've just collected dollars two and three, and you can also say, hey, we've talked a lot about the contact center, your routing, you know, what kind of, you know, are you, are you using digital channels voice? What are your, what's your reporting look like? How many sites do you have? Do you use BPOs? And now let me ask one more question. How do you, how do you schedule? How do you keep the agents in the right place at the right time? And by asking that single question, you're you've just, added another dollar or two into that $4 equation. But uh, I I encourage, uh, you know, from a partner perspective, it's just, you know, ask, you could really just ask a couple of questions because we're all surrounded by experts that if, if my main goal is to walk, because this is where I see the fear factor is I've sold a lot of UCAS. So I'm comfortable with that. I'm just saying from a partner. So maybe just say, do you have a contact center? Yep. Another group of folks. What does that look like? And if they say, yeah, most of the the, the UCAS decision makers will say separate group, but I'd love to introduce you to Amy. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in JLo or whomever, and you start to have a little bit more discussion there. And as you're having that discussion, what about the agents and how do you schedule those? And so it's... Um, It's, you know, you, I always like to say in the partner community use leverage the village. You got a lot of resources. You always do. We will plug in and put whatever shirt on that we need to wear to support every partner in any transaction, including the discovery, the demo, soup to nuts, as they say. But um, it's just really about keeping it simple. I wouldn't go into the, all the dynamics and the technical pieces of the solution. I would. I always tell the partners you got a, a lot on your plate. Just a, a couple of questions on that line will will get us in the door, and then let's go win some business. Good,
0: good, great stuff. All right. Final thoughts here. Uh, as Chuck looks into his crystal ball and says, "I'm looking out the next one to two years. Do we just double down on everything that you just mentioned?" Do you want the partners to pay attention for anything that you see in the market changing customer needs tech stack take this anywhere you want it uh in in chuck's opinion what do you think well there's
1: there's so many things that uh, and i know you, you said i couldn't go for three and a half hours so i'm just <laughs> going to give you the three and a half minute version but um there's there's a couple of things josh that i think are important is One in today in this kind of short term window that we talk about in the next couple of years is that there's a strong desire from customers to do more with a single vendor. And so as you're out speaking and you have the ability to be able to have a wider portfolio. So rather than just go with a single standalone solution, offer somebody that full suite, you have that much more that you get to sell that customer over a period of time. I do see that there's also plenty, plenty, plenty of runway of people moving from, believe it or not, legacy solutions to cloud. You know, we just saw an announcement the other day about the condition of Avaya, and Avaya has a ton of legacy on-premise solutions. Mm-hmm. And so we, you, you don't want to overlook and just kind of jump ahead to all the really cool technology that I'll try to summarize in a, in 60 seconds, but. I think there's customer's demand of wanting to do more with a full suite. I think there's the the general migration of spreadsheets or legacy equipment into the cloud. And then also we'll see more and more, um, you know, AI advancements coming into everybody's product. We'll see that from auto scorecarding to just, you know, being able to, you know, schedule people into learning sessions, performance metrics that are going to be driven. AI and machine learning is gonna, you know, be a key component. But there's there's just so much business that I see in the next 24 months, if not greater, that sure there's gonna be some really kind of what I, I always say RCT and other acunum, really really cool technology. But in the meantime, the technology that's here and now, there's just such a high volume and energy enthusiasm on it. I think it 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 represents pretty exciting times for all of us.
0: Good stuff. Okay. You're right. We could go on and talk forever about AI and it'll be all robots next time we get on and talk. Maybe maybe I'm not even real right now. Maybe I just I'm here from Lenza. You know, who knows? Uh, good stuff, man. Uh, Chuck, appreciate you coming on and doing this with me, man. We covered some great stuff.
1: All right. Well, thanks, Josh. It was truly my pleasure. I appreciate the the time spend some time with you and look forward to celebrating a lot of success this year. Okay, everybody,
0: that wraps us up. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering. Chuck Progman, SVP of Global Sales at Playbox. Until next time, Next Level BizTech. Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit
1: tolaris.com for more information.